lace up your boots and get ready for TM5 United, your one-stop shop for all the news about our five stripes. Here's your hosts, Abner Castellanos and David Donis. Hello, welcome in on this Thursday, sad afternoon. I am here, as always, with Abner Castellanos. We're going to talk about the game, if you can call it a game, that happened yesterday, the League's Cup against Inter-Miami. We're going to preview the game against Cruz Azul coming up on the weekend, go over some news and notes. But first, Abner, are you still alive? Do you have a pulse? Where are you at, man? Um, dude, I don't know where I'm at. I, I, dead I, inside? Uh, I'm, I'm completely dead. I It's, it's like I ran... 10,000 miles with no water and somebody told me there was going to be water and it was only going to be a light jog. Yeah, well, you don't know what it's like. To, you don't even know what it's like to run like 100 miles in your life. So 10,000 mm-hmm. is throwing it way out there. It is, but hey, that's that. I Nah, dude, my, it's like somebody cut my legs, my heart out and just ripped it into pieces. It, it was, uh, let's get into it, David. Go ahead. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. So <laughs> obviously by now everybody knows Atlanta United got their butts whooped, lost 4-0 in Miami um, with Messi, Busquets, Beckham, Tata Matino and co, all the celebrity. I think DJ Khaled was there. It's always an event when we're playing Miami. Now Another going into this one. game, I had mentioned it that, you know, Miami has a bad defense. I still don't think they're a good team. Um, and the, the performance we put on there, I thought we were a better team than that. But so I'm gonna, let me go through the moments of the match and then we'll, we'll dissect this after. So first eight minutes is actually not that bad. We were actually, uh, we had a Brooks Lennon. He had like a cross shot that hit the post. And then we had uh, a through ball for Gigi where he scored, but he was, he was offsides, clear offsides. But it looked pretty good in the first eight minutes. Um, but then the, after eight minutes, the game completely turned around. As for some reason, we just like leaving the best players um, in the league, in the world, just open. So we let Busquets have the ball, um, send Messi for a through ball, takes a shot, goes off the post, comes right back to him, and he finishes. So Messi scores in the eighth minute. Um, then he scores again in the 22nd minute where, um, I mean, we freaking let we let the best player in the world, Admiral, just, just run across to the midfield. Uh, nobody within, like, 10 yards of him um you can't let the best player do that or any player for that matter um but anyways so messi's got already in the 22nd minute two goals um then we got a uh, goal from robert taylor in the 44th minute we got robert taylor with a goal in the 53rd minute assisted by messi but we got the hockey assist from brooks lennon as he passed the ball to him that led to the counter um, and then to make matters worse, we were given a little bit of daylight, or a little bit of a chance to maybe not let the scoreline look so bad because uh, McVeigh took down Etienne in the box. He gets a straight red. Almada pulls up for the penalty kick and, of course, takes a horrible PK. It's saved. So the game starts. Uh, the game ends 4-0. Um, there were a couple of chances towards the end, um, you know, a couple of chances in the beginning that we really should have capitalized on. But Abner, I mean, uh, there's one thing about, obviously you've got great players, Messi, Busquets, you know, they are who they are. But there's also the other side where it's like, dude, this team looked like there was no urgency, there was no grit, there was no bite, there was no fight. It looked like they didn't even want to be on the field, man. Yeah, man, and just like I mentioned, and you know, obviously, you know, I got the score wrong, but one thing that I did uh, say is I hope our players do not look like with deer with their headlights on, you know, and that's exactly what our midfield looked. It looked like Messi was Moses and he just departed that. <laughs> midfield, you know, right? 
it was bad, man. It, it no like no contention, no no fight, no uh, no fouls. I guess you could say because, and yes, I know it's over. I know he's not coming back, but David Ibada would have made a difference. I'm not saying uh, yeah. he would have won. I'm not saying we would have yeah. won, but I'm saying he would have at least tried to make put a body on or contest. Sosa looked lost. Sosa was like he was like, should I go? And put pressure on Messi. Should I put pressure on Busquets? It's key, David. The key was to not let Busquets have the ball. That's the key. Right. Let Messi. Messi's gonna or at least or at least get the he gets the ball, but put pressure on him. Don't let him at have least, any time yeah, to like, like yes, he's a grand player. He's probably one of the best uh, sixes that we've ever seen when he was in his prime. Now he does not have. He does not want to defend. He wants to have the ball. He wants to control the pace. He wants to look. He wants to have time. David, he had time in the whole world to just find those easy passes. It was just like right. an open practice. You know, it felt like uh, what we used to do with our boys. It's like, you know, it was a scrimmage, but it was a scrimmage where defense don't touch the ball, just shift so we can kind of understand and do our movements as an attacking team. And then we mm-hmm. go to goal. That's what it felt like. And it, it was no intensity. Like, all yeah. everybody, not not like Gigi, maybe a little bit, but we rarely gave him any chances. Armada tried, dude, like he was trying. Everybody else is dead. Like Brooks could not find a cross to save his life. Um, it, you know, he got lucky on that one where it hit the post, or you know, it was like a cross, but it ended up like a shot. Uh, right. Which, which, funny enough, I scored like that once, uh, and I played it off like I, I meant to do it. But yeah, Dave, it, it was just it was a dead. It was a. It, it was it was uh, probably worse than the uh, MLS All Star game. I would say that. Yeah, and to be honest, I mean uh, this game could have even been worse than four zero. And you know, obviously Messi is who he is, and the the biggest thing of why I think Messi is the best player in the world is because he makes everybody around him better. You could see, you know, even Joseph looked like he had a, a pep in his step. Obviously, Robert Taylor had two goals. Those goals don't come without Messi. So uh, he just makes everybody around him play 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 better. And I said I still think Miami has a bad defense, but Abner, what is the best defense is a good offense. Mm-hmm. We their offense was so potent that we were sitting back a lot more. So that didn't that so when we would pull the ball forward, there was like nobody out there. It was Gigi on an island. Uh, maybe he could get a ball up, but most of the times they turned the ball back over. We gave we were so scared of the 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 counter every time we turned the ball over that we weren't punishing them and putting them under pressure. So it made their defense look like they were amazing. I mean, they kept a clean sheet. Um, so yeah, and, and you know, what, what sucks is too, is that now that we're playing Inter-Miami, you are given an opportunity that you're gonna have a bigger global audience. But for a lot of uh, people around the world, this is the first time they're gonna see Atlanta United. Um, and it's funny because my little brother was on Reddit kind of just looking what people were saying and people like around the around the world and stuff they're they're commonly chatting say hey is atlanta playing like their starters is this their first team so it's like it's just embarrassing because it's like man atlanta united atlanta united um or inner miami look how, how atlanta united looked when we won the mls cup you know uh they were like and I, there's we've talked about this over and over again that we have probably the highest stat with the most meaningless possession and roseto and sosa have to be the highest played midfield tandem that deliver the least so um it's just all around embarrassing um i think they mentioned on the broadcast and yeah it's we got four wins in our last 16 games it's pretty bad pretty bad and at this point we're at the same story right same old story i mean uh we got rid of uh goodman we got rid of abada two starters um 
and a lot of we had a lot of players that uh, don't really provide much or they do the same thing I mean whether it's Etienne, Mosquera I mean they're it, it doesn't really matter who goes in for them um, so Abner let me ask you like how much of this um, I'm not gonna call it a complete failure because obviously we're still in a playoff spot but definitely we're not <laughs> we're not performing well and we're in a downward trajectory how much of this is on Pineda and how much of this is on Boca Negra um, you gotta give you gotta give fault to both, right? Um, you know, yes, we, I agree. <laughs> you gotta give fault to both. Uh, not controlling the contracts, not being, um, you know, we get Mosqueda back, and we have to send out Ibarra, who's been having a, a heck of a year. So that's that's already there. Uh, a winger where we already have a place for, you know, Caleb Wiley, and now you're pushing Caleb Wiley back because of Goodman, because of the formation tweak, whatever. And then. Coach Pineda said that we were playing a good game at halftime. What game was he watching? The first eight minutes, maybe, but not the first like, half. Yes, we had our chances, but that's because, like you said, David, Miami's defense is horrendous. It's bad. Their defense is terrible. And, yeah, you know, we had our chances, but, like, that's, the, like, as a team, like, like, it was like, like, it was like the we were trying to play the offside trap. And when you mess up, like, oh, man, we got to go back. I don't know, David. It, it's frustrating. It's- Abner, the, the, the lack of intensity that we've seen in this That's game. That's amazing, we've, yeah. We've seen it in other games, too. And, like, as soon as as soon as soon we give up the first goal and not just this multi-game, you just see the players, their body language, right? When, it's, when it comes to intensity, how much of that is on the coach and how much of that is on the players? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, these guys are professionals, right? They're getting paid to do this. Uh, so is it more on the, the coach? Is it the players themselves? Or is it just the whole, from top to bottom, the group of players we have together, there's no chemistry, the coaching is probably not helping. You think it's all a little bit of everything? David, I'll tell you something as a player, and then when I became a coach, is as a coach, you want to go out there and play and help them as much as you can. But you have to have faith that you prepare them for what you're facing ahead of you. And as a player, you want to be out there and do your best because you don't want another person to come in and do your job because then you lose your job, right? So it's on both. I think it's it's on both. Maybe the training sessions are not, you know, intense like they should. Maybe the players are not making it intense as they should. Maybe they lost faith in the coach. I don't know. It's it, it, it's a weird scenario. It's a weird place to be, but I blame both. It's one, you have a job to, to coach these guys up. And yes, they're professionals. Yes, they got to do what they got to do. But at the same time, like, if you're telling me as, you know, as my boss that, hey, you know, everything that you're doing for, we're really not going to succeed, but just keep doing what you're doing. I might have a crappy attitude in going to what I want to do. But if you tell me, it's like, hey, man, look, if we make this, you know, there's going to be, you know, promises, there's going to be raises, there's going to be promotions, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to work towards that because I'm trying to get to the next level, right? So... As a player, you want to show that intensity, and it didn't show. And as a coach, you want to show intensity, and you want to prove intensity, but you're not. Like, how do you say it was a good game? You know, how do you, how do you, how do you go? Like, so if he's saying it was a good game, what's he telling him a hats up? Hey guys, we're sticking to the game plan. You guys are doing great. We're gonna do this and this and this. Really? I mean, who knows what was said in the locker room? I could be completely wrong, but I'm just saying the way the way that uh, he's he's coaching it, I'm just not a fan. I'm just not a a fan of the intensity. It was it was um, it was hard to watch, 
It was definitely hard oh. to watch. Well, yeah, it was because I after the fourth goal, I, I I'm gonna admit it, I turned the game off. I was so yeah. frustrated. I was close too. <laughs> I just sat there in silence. We didn't even put anything on. We just sat there in silence. Just like God, what a to put up that kind of performance. And you know, you 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 hit the nail on the head. It's just we're the fan base. Everybody, we're like on our last last legs here. That everybody's got a short leash, um, and. You know, it's just, uh, I, you know, I talked about this during the ML, when we played the, uh, when MLS played Arsenal. When you have players of a certain quality, you get punished more. And we're seeing that in MLS now, which is why we started playing more defensive, where when you cough up the ball, you have deadly finishers. I mean, Messi, Busquets, you're talking about one, two, three touches, and they're in on goal. Um, and not only that, they're finishing, right? I think in MLS, you get bailed a lot because you don't get punished as often. And you saw that with MLS, right? The, the Arsenal, I mean, I must also have control for a good 10 minutes. Arsenal gets one chance on a bad giveaway or two, three touches, and boom, it's a goal. That's where you, you, you're seeing the, the difference and why Inter-Miami was able to just tear us apart. Um, yeah, the intensity is also, I mean, all that is, is all true, but it's like all that combination of this team not having chemistry, we're losing starters, uh, lack of intensity. You got Messi and Busquets out there, and they're only going to get better. And it led to what it happened, which is a, a embarrassing 4-0 de- defeat in front of um, you know a, a large, a large, pretty large audience. So uh, you know we probably didn't make a whole lot of fans that day, that day <laughs> around the world. But um, were you also surprised that we didn't play Tristan Muyamba at all? Uh Dude, I was hoping he was gonna come in at least, but yeah, I was surprised we didn't play him. Um, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I, I don't know. I guess at that point, you know, why, why play him? <laughs> it's I like guess, you know, yeah. he sees that. He's like, man, maybe I should have just stayed in the second, second league, <laughs> league off out there in France. But uh, David, it, it, you know, granted, you know, let's look at the bright side of things, David. And now we really don't There's have no much. Side. We really don't have much as a Lion United fan right now. The bright side, it's a must-win Saturday. Right, it's a must-win. Yeah. Uh, well, let's get been, into that. But let me let me yeah. uh, let me just go through the stats, and then we'll we'll get into the match preview. But just to just to top this off, so um, possession which is kind of crazy because we talk about how much Atlanta has possession. We had no possession here. We had no. So it was not a, a matter of possession, uh, and we just couldn't capitalize. Literally, we got dominated on all parts of the, of the game. So Miami sixty-one percent to our thirty-nine percent, which probably got to be like a, a year high, a low for us. Miami had twelve shots. Um, seven on target. We had ten shots with six on target. So the fact that we had six shots on target and no goals shows shows where we're at as a team. I mean, I've been watching that game. Sometimes you're like, dude, freaking shoot the dang ball! Like mm. we're looking for the perfect perfect pass, and sometimes you just gotta let it rip, man. Five hundred and sixteen accurate passes for to my, for Miami to ours two hundred and ninety six. Um, and you saw like once they were up two zero. Um, it forces us to have to chase the ball a little bit because you, you saw they were just kind of passing it back and forth in their own own um, half, and we had to come out and start chasing it, which really sucks when you're in that kind of position because then you're it's easy easy for you to open up when you're kind of just chasing the ball around, and it also gasses your team out. So um, Miami dominated in all facets of the game, um, but Abner, you know, we, we can't dwell on this this one too much. You know, Brad Guzan said in interviews that like, you guys could toss this one out and get back to it. And I like to do that, um, you know, but the problem is it's, it's just the mentality of the team because we're not, you know, we, we said before the Benz is not a fortress anymore. So we're, you know, we're, we're going this Saturday, we're going to be at the Benz. 
playing against Cruz Azul, who obviously they didn't have to face, uh, a, you know, a, a starting Messi and Busquets. They got it in the second half, but they performed, you would say, better against Inter Miami than we did. So now I don't really know what to expect against Cruz Azul. Um, I mean, do you think you think we're going to come out the same flat? Do you think we're going to come out with intensity, or is it like we'll see? We will see when the game starts. Yeah, I think. Uh... <laughs> Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a weird one because, dude. First, I don't know if we're gonna have home advantage because Cruz Azul fans travel really well, so we're gonna see about that. Uh, second, apparently from reports, they're saying that uh, Cruz Azul's coach is a win or get fired type of scenario. Uh, so there's that's another added pressure, right? And we saw what they did against Miami, Inter Miami. So, uh, dude, I mean, if you tell me. Put my confidence in percentage, dude. I think I'm at maybe like 30% chance that I think we're going to win this game. Um, I just, it's I sad, just, huh? it's sad, right? Because I want to say higher, but let's be realistic. Like, even 30% might even seem too much, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, so I just, I just hope they come with the, with intensity. But David, how many times are we going to preach intensity? How many times are we going to say this? How many times are we going to say that? There was no, and one thing that made me mad about the Miami game is like, dude, we had 10 days to rest. We had 10 days off. We had 10 days to be healthy, 10 days to prepare. Yes, you can't prepare for Messi, but you can prepare your team as a whole for this game. So, um, David, it's definitely going to be an interesting game. It's definitely going to be a, a game that I may or may not be there. Um, I do have tickets for it, um, but I don't know if uh, I'll have your brother up, man. Look at brother yeah. up. I don't know if I'd be able to go. If not, then me and you can go to the game. We can cry on each other's yeah, shoulders. Yeah, so, let's um, do it. But yeah, so yeah, so and here's the thing: um, Cruz Azul, they're they're early into the uh, you know the Liga MX season, and they're in last place. They have zero of of three out of three games. They have no wins. Obviously, there's only three games. Um, so they're not also the best. You know, we're not playing the the the, the top team right now in. Uh, the top teams in, in Liga Mekis. So they're right for the picking, but again, if we come out the way we do, it doesn't really matter who we play or what their record is. Um, we need to come out with, with this more intensity, more fight, uh, better chemistry, better finishing. We need to be, it's, just, it's sometimes I feel like, um, you know, we keep we keep passing the ball for Amada hoping he creates something. And some of the players sometimes just take it on yourself Get a little wiggle room, some space, and just freaking shoot the ball, man. Good thing happens when you shoot the ball. Um, so the way it stands now, obviously, Inter-Miami, they're already through to the next round with uh, their their uh, their six points. So we're playing for a, for a second out of the group to go. So we obviously, if we win, we go through. Uh, another, uh, another option is if we tie, but we win the PK shootout, we would go through. Obviously, we would end up with two points. They would end up for one point. So... Though that's what it's going to take um, to go through, uh, but you know, Abner, you know, if if we do, let's say we end up losing this game, we don't have another game till August twentieth. We're going to be sitting on our hands for three weeks. With then it'd be four wins in the last seventeen games. Um, do you think it's the same boat as a Cruz Azul coach, where if we lose that one, Pineda's out? Or you think because we're in a playoff spot, we're just going to ride it out? And even if we're probably just going to ride it out then the rest of the season with Beneda. You're muted, dog. Sorry, I'm... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I think we ride it out. Uh, Atlanta United hasn't really made a splash 
all these transfer rumors and nothing's happening you know it's like we're just <laughs> hitting ourselves in the door it's like um he reminds me of that at that uh at that meme where um that you come in the door and then you come right back out it's like oh we heard a rumor oh no it's not true mm-hmm. um i would hope so you know to kind of put pressure on him but david we got 10 10 league games left um it's a hard hard road um a lot of tough teams um that we got to face none of them are really walks or anything like that um so i mean i think eventually it's gonna happen sooner or later if we keep losing and if we keep putting this forward but david like would you rather like get a get an intern coach again and ride it out and then wait till next season and kind of the season kind of goes to waste or yes we're in a playoff spot get a couple points stay in a playoff spot play a playoff game because everybody makes the playoffs in this new format and you know we fire Pineda and we get a new coach yeah, it would be really embarrassing if we miss the playoffs when so many teams make it. So if we miss the playoffs, for sure, Benita's gone, and I would assume Boca Negra would be gone too. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. You know, if, if we, we lose this game and we get an interim coach, um, I really think it's going to be a, make a difference. I know we've played well. You get that little bump when you have, like, a new a new coach. But um, I just think this, this team uh, lacks identity, and until we get some major roster movements, I don't think it's going to anything, anything's going to change. So you might as well ride it out with Pineda and see and see what happens. Um, so I, I, you know, I guess we'll see. Um, but Abner, coming into this game, um, do you see any major changes? Um, you know, I, I, I think for for my perspective, uh, Rosetto and Sosa. I mean, obviously, I don't think there's anybody except maybe Alonso or um, maybe Muyamba comes in play as a six maybe a fortune um but uh but Oseto and Sosa in that middle is, is worthless <laughs> so I mean I guess you could put Sadish in for Roseto. I don't know Boyambo's match for ready um but that duo sucks together and then Abraham dude him on the wing I mean he he, he his his football football rating was 4.8 dude um he just got burned so easily Hernandez looked a little bit better when he came in, but obviously they they were up big by that point. Do you think Hernandez slots into that side spot, or do you think maybe we push Miles out wide and you put Abra more in the middle, where his, his uh, speed or lack thereof won't be tested as much? I would. I mean, honestly, I would think uh, you put Hernandez in there. I think he's he, he's a good defender. You know, he's quick. He's a little bit faster, um, but I do like. The idea of maybe putting Abram in the middle and then pushing Miles outside because he's also athletic. Um, but either way, I, I I don't need yeah like you said yeah four point eight ready that's <laughs> that's no bueno uh, <laughs> at all. So um, and then in the middle, I would hope you know Muyamba maybe you know it's at home maybe you know give this crowd a good momentum and have him start maybe I doubt it but. I would hope at least he would, and he would come in as an eight, right? Yeah, and I would hope that he starts. Alonso looked looked good coming when he came in, but at the same time, David, you're up for zero. The momentum kind of is dying out, so it's kind of hard to kind of be, you know, right. rating, you know, kind of to judge that at all. But he did pick up the intensity. You could tell he was he was fighting. He was you know going out there with purpose and intensity, and that's one thing that I've been looking forward to see from him all this season because he did that so well with Seattle. Um, yes, he's a little older, but he, you know, he's still a good leader, and, and he can show that out there. So, 
Um, Amala needs help, and I think Alonso and Muyamba would be good. I think Cedric would be good. Uh, Sosa and Rosetto, I don't ever want to see that again. <laughs> um, that was a terrible sighting. Um, so I just hope whatever lineup is there, dude, like we fight with intensity and we work our butts off the whole the whole match, not just, you know, and not put yeah. another pathetic, pathetic, and I hate using that word, but it was a pathetic performance at Atlanta United that the whole world saw us, right? It's like, we're, yeah. we were here, everybody heard about us. It's like, okay, and then we should put that out there. It's like, wow. Yeah, it was pathetic. And um, I haven't heard much about Chol, so I'm not sure if he's gonna be available for the lineup. So we saw he was, you know, playing pretty well. So you probably have Tyler Wolf uh, back in there. Um, you know, at the end did earn the, the, the penalty, so he may get the start. I think at this point, it doesn't really matter who's in there. It's more of a matter of attitude and who who wants it, who wants to actually make something happen. Um, so, Abner, what is your prediction for this game? David, it's going to be a tight one, but I like United 2-1. Yeah, I see that too. Uh, I don't see us keeping a clean sheet because, I mean, we let in a lot of goals. So, uh, you know, we're at home. I mentioned it hasn't been a fortress, but still, it's still home. Hopefully, you know, like you mentioned, um, Cruz Azul and Mexican fans in general, they pack out stadiums wherever they go. Um, my, my cousin Obi was just telling me that when uh, LA Galaxy was playing Lyon, it was like a home game for Lyon. It was like 80% Lyon fans, 20% to Galaxy fans. Wow. So I definitely don't want to see that <laughs> in the band. So let's hope that we, 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 we have good support. That we have, we bring in the intensity from a crowd perspective, even though it's it's really hard these days, and we bring it because if not, dude, if we lose and we have to sit on this for another three weeks, I mean, it's gonna be bad. Oh, it's gonna be terrible. Yeah. Just... Yeah, yeah, it is. Anything to add on that, Mijo? No, man. You know, like always, you know, let's let's show out. You know, Atlanta, we gotta protect the fortress, even though it hasn't been a good standing fortress. We got a couple. A couple of cannonballs uh, hurting our castle and a couple of dragons <laughs> burning down our city. But hey, we're still Khaleesi. Atlanta United. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're still Atlanta United at the end. So let's be loud. Let's be proud. Let's get let's get rowdy out there, man. And SEC, SEC, let's show them what we really <laughs> are. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you yeah. know, we're just SEC fans having a party. But um, hopefully yeah. I'm there, David. Hopefully we're both there. I'll let you know um, here soon. Um, and I'm ready to go see what's uh, what happens. Well said, my friend. All right, let's get into some news and notes, and then we'll get out of here. All right, man, so uh, I got to go to this game yesterday, courtesy of your sister. Uh, I got tickets to see Newcastle versus Chelsea. It was a 1-1 draw at the Benz, and uh, we had 70,000 people there. Probably actual butts in the seats, probably more around like 60K, but still, it was a good crowd. Uh, you know, those games are always very interesting because obviously, since they're not playing at home, there's no supporters group for either team. So, um, you know, it, but it was the crowd was still into it. You could see the, the, the you know, then the cheers when the, they got into the attacking third and stuff. And it was really interesting to be at a game where you pretty much had like a 50-50 support. You had probably had 50% Chelsea, 50% Newcastle. I'll say Chelsea was a little bit more organized because they, they were pretty much in our supporter section for Atlanta United. They all had their little Chelsea flags and everything. So they were all together. Um, but the rest of the crowd, you know, there's a lot of uh, Newcastle fans too. Um, and obviously my little brother, he's a Newcastle fan. And then obviously we have our very own, came back to our house, um, who also scores a goal. And the crowd was just loving it. It was really cool to see the crowd give him a standing ovation when he came on the pitch. 
when he scored the goal and then when he came off, the whole stadium just gave him a big rounding applause. Um, it was it was really cool to watch. Did you did you happen to catch the game? Yeah, I, I was able to catch a little bit of it. Um, I, most of it, you know, I saw highlights. I saw, you know, trying to follow him with Mickey score, Mickey can introduce and everything. So, um, yeah, well-deserved. Well-deserved for a guy that, that, you know, dude came in and played hard every single game and was a difference maker. Uh, brought us the title here to Atlanta. Great relationship with uh, Joseph Martinez. Brought that duo. It, it, that was beautiful soccer back in the day, right? Well, how small were we in the second year? Know, first and second no year, kidding. but... Um, that was awesome how the Atlanta, Atlanta, um, you know, fans uh, welcome him and, uh, you know, standing ovation and everything like that. So that was dope, dude. It was good. And his interview, you know, he called Atlanta his second home and he's how grateful he was to um, to have us uh, for the uh, the affection that we showed him and that he always carries that in the heart. So, you know, Mickey's always having a special heart, special place in my heart, just like Joseph uh, Martinez um does as well but uh Miggy was a special player man and for him to make that jump to Newcastle and actually be a, a top uh player not just any role player but a, a player that, that they use very often um yeah it took some time for him to get adjusted but once he did do you saw the magic that he showed here that he that he showed in Newcastle so um that was awesome to see I'm excited and um you know hopefully we uh we might get him we get him back later in the years yeah, that'd be cool. Some sometime in the in the future to to see Maggie come back. Um, but yeah, and uh, how good did the grass look on TV, man? It looked really cool. Like it looked yeah, awesome in the stadium. Yeah, when you sent the picture, I was like, oh, I just want to lay so on it. So <laughs> much. It looks so much better than the turf because, like, I don't know what kind of turf it is where it's got like that bluish tint, but it just looks weird, and you can tell it's not grass. I mean, having real grass, this it looks so much better and. Um, you know, they could do it for these games. I would assume they would do it for at least for when Messi plays. Um, I know it's something you can't keep all all year round, especially when the Falcons start playing because they'll just tear that thing to, to bits. Um, but man, it just, it makes it look so much better and so much cleaner. Um, all right, last thing, Abner. Uh, obviously, we're, we're deep in the uh, FIFA Women's World Cup. The U.S. women, um, they draw against the Netherlands 1-1. Um, you had a goal from Jill Roard, Roard in the 17th minute for Netherlands. And then you had Lindsay Horan equalized in the 62nd uh, minute. So tie 1-1. Um, that puts some level um, points in the group with four points each. But um, USA gets the first spot on goal differential. And then they have their final game um, will be against Portugal in the final group stage match. That game's Tuesday, August 1st at 3 a.m. in the morning. It's gonna be hard to catch that one, um, but Abner, what do, what do you make of this? Because right now we haven't we haven't secured our spot in um, in the the groups uh, the, the uh, knockout rounds, and then we also have a Portugal that you know obviously uh, you know they're they're not gonna be a pushover. Yeah, def definitely, man. Uh, dude, I thought I almost had it. I said 2-1, Alex Morgan, last game winning goal. Um, it was a beautiful game, dude. Um, I, I think USA lacked intensity. I think they backed off a lot when it came down to the physicality that the Netherlands brought, which hats off to them. Uh, but it was, a, it, was a, it was a wonderful game, man. I loved it. I loved uh, have a new favorite player is uh, um, the number 10, the captain. Uh, just the, the grit that she had in her and then for her to just go. which team? Or USA, of course. 
Hey, you never know, man. Yeah, come on now. And uh, the grit that he that she showed whenever uh, um, you know her and was crazy, David. That was that's her club teammate too. You talk about, about Lizzie Horan, number ten. Yeah, Lizzie Horan. Yeah, that was her teammate too, which I thought was kind of crazy. Um, that uh, you know they were going at, but that's that's the intensity that you need at the World Cup, right? Yeah, we're club teammates, but right now I'm fighting for my country and I'm gonna give my all. So that was cool. And then uh, for her to Horan uh, to make that header and show the uh, the the um, patronism of being for the United States was awesome. Uh, I was hoping they would get a game winner. We did have a lot of chances, but David, I'm, I do worry about the lack of uh, finishing. Not not necessarily us getting there, but like just the lack of us finishing the quality. Um, you know, looks that we have, you know. We need Abby Wambach back. Oh, uh, man. It was funny because I was watching it with Courtney. And it's like, that was, you know, of course I'm going to be intense just like I am when I watch the men and I was yelling at them. She's like, well, you, I was like, no. I was like, look, this is USA. I, I yell at the guys when they do something bad. I'm going to yell at good girls when they do something bad. It's just, it's my, it's USA and I'm going to be a fan and I'm going to be, I'm not going to treat anybody different. So, uh, yeah, like, like I said earlier in the podcast, I expected a lot more, and now we're in this predicament, David, where we can get knocked out, which is crazy. And it it is crazy. Like, it's crazy. Uh, we, yeah. The chances of us getting knocked out, and they beat Vietnam 2-0, and they tied with uh, Netherlands. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think the U.S. women have been playing particularly well, but uh, I did see them mention that the last time we drew in the group stage match, which was against Sweden in 2015, and they ended up winning the whole thing. So you never know. We saw what happened with uh, Argentina, right? Where uh, Spain lost their opening group stage match and they ended up winning the World Cup. Same thing happened to Argentina. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, so the U.S. would need a win, obviously gets them through for sure. Um, a draw um, gets them through as well. So um, it would just be, you know, if the U.S. you know, lose this game, um, you're most likely seeing them out of the group because then that would put um, uh, Portugal on six. Uh, most likely, Netherlands are going to beat Vietnam because everybody has beat them, and then we'd be going home. So uh, at a minimum, we need a draw, and that sees us through. Um, but I think we'll, we'll win this game. Um, I don't think it's going to be an uh, overwhelming performance. Maybe a 1-0 win, 2-0, maybe 2-1. But I do think the U.S. goes through. I don't know if it's going to be first or second because I'm not sure the Netherlands might beat the crap out of Vietnam. Who knows? Um, but I see them going through. Do you? Yeah, they better go through. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's all I got to say. They better go through, you know? Uh, you know, it's crazy because, you know, it, I mean, when the USA is like, oh, we got to, you know, one tie is like, oh, yeah, like we got a tie. Like we're good. But these women's like, dude, we expect to win every single time. We're the number one team in the world. We are, you know, going for back to back to back World Cup, which has not been done with the men's or the women's. Yes, it's a completely different game, but it's still something that no other team has done. So they better bring it, bring the intensity, bring that grip back that the United States need for the love of God, David. I don't know how much I got to preach. We are better than what we are putting out there right now, and they better bring it against Portugal. USA is going to win 3-0 we advance. You, that's what I'd like to hear. Uh, so let me ask you the last question, Adam, and then we'll, we'll 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 wrap it up. Do you think the U.S. is underperforming, or do you think the rest of the world is catching up? Because obviously we've seen other teams not blow out teams out of the water that we thought we would we would see. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. 
I think it's a little bit of both. I think uh, with the Vietnam game, we definitely didn't. I mean, yeah, we went up 3-0, but, you know, kind of showed lacked a little bit of finishing again. So that kind of, you know, kicked ourselves. We didn't really get into this game until a little later into the game. Picked ourselves again. You know, Netherlands played well. Netherlands played with grit. Netherlands played physical, and it, it hurt us. Um, I think I think a lot of it is, David. It's not that I don't think a lot of people are, like, when they see USA, it's not that they're scared. It's more of a, that we might have a chance or we, we could bring a game to them. Um, instead of before, it's like when you see USA, it's like, hey, bunker down because it's going to be a long game. So. So, do you, so do you think the rest of the world's caught up or you think the U.S. is just not that good of a team? I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, I, I can I can see that. I think other countries have raised their level. And <laughs> again, this, yeah, this U.S. team, like, you know, and honestly, I, I think a lot of the, 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 the dominance of the U.S. women just came from Abby Wambach being the freak of nature that she is. She was so good in the air. She was so physical and she was just, uh, you know, a finisher. And I, I guarantee you if, if, if she was in her in her prime in this in this team, she'd probably be racking up the goals by now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you're right, dude. It, it's crazy because, like, I, Alex Murray, I didn't think expect, uh, really had a good first half. Second half, she was moving more, opening more uh, lanes for the wingers and creating better, um, you know, because she's going to attract attention wherever she goes. So she was opening a lot of lanes and did a lot better. I just need that for a full 90, David. I need that. I need to see that. So hopefully they bring it. Let's see it, man. All right. Um, last thoughts, mijo? Um, no, man. So, yeah, USA, let's get that win. More importantly, uh, uh, Saturday, let's go Atlanta United. Let's bring it. Uh, hopefully, we have a debut debutant uh, for that game. I would be really happy to see that, guys. And uh, if, it, if, he, if he doesn't, uh, if uh, if we don't make it, it's going to be a long two, three weeks before we get oh, back to this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the worst thing is you want is your fan base contemplating a loss for three weeks. You're like, hmm. Because you know the the talk for those three should be like Boca Negra out, Beneda out, all that. Um, and I think you showed it to me that Beneda's like win percentage compared to Frank DeBoer and the other coaches yeah. like the, the lowest ever. Right. Um, again, well, you know, I don't know how much of it is. You, you got to probably you got like a hundred percent pie. I would put seventy percent on Boca Negra on the front office and thirty percent on Beneda. Um, you know, uh, obviously you can get five percent here and there, but I think. A lot of it is just the collection of players we have. They're just bloated contracts of players that aren't performing. And then the ones that aren't performing that don't cost that money, much money we're getting rid of. So our scouting model needs to be tweaked uh, a lot. And we need some good news, man. We need a, a good big signing or somebody that's gonna make a huge difference. Cause uh, I'm frustrated, you're frustrated, the whole fan base is frustrated. Um, and it is what it is, but either way, all things can be made right if we win against Cruz Azul and we get to the knockout rounds. Because in any type of tournament, you make it to the knockout rounds, anything is possible. Anything Let's go is United. Possible. Let's have the support. Go ATL. Peace. We out of here. Vamos! Woo-hoo.